song just ceases to freaking every time. Every time. Slaps every single time. Every time. Hey, everybody. This is the Behind Closed Doors podcast. I am your host, Brandon West. This is the Behind Closed Doors. The with a, with a capital T. Sometimes the people looking it up, they forget the the. So this is the Behind Closed Doors podcast where nothing is off limits. Nothing is off the table. Again, I am your host, Brandon West. How is everyone doing? I hope everyone's doing all right living and such today it's a very special episode with a capital z very special episode we have kobe how's everyone doing tell everyone how you're doing i'm doing great uh this is very long awaited (laughs) collaboration that we've been talking about for a good what two months or more yeah i would say about yeah so i'm excited Mm -hmm. to talk and just enjoy today's conversation so freaking shameless plug ever tell everyone about your podcast yes i also have a podcast my podcast is called co-talks live um it's a mix between uh live video podcast as well as audio um if you want to follow the instagram it's k-o-e talks l-y-v-e and it is on apple podcast as well as spotify podcast if you want to listen to audio you know but, you know, I drop very sporadically because, you know, I'm a busy girl. So, uh, yeah. So, that's my podcast. Yeah, I do the same. So, when, like, when you – here's what I do. What I have a problem with when it comes to, like, always consistently uploading and stuff like that. Like, I just sometimes get, like, motivated and then, yeah. like, something will happen and I'll just be like – Yeah, that's bro. Anymore. Literally. Like, show. <laughs> like, what I was just talking to you about, yeah. that, like, literally motivated me to say – post or not post but get gear up to record something when i get home tonight because i was like like honestly as things happen i just start thinking and like talking like having conversations with people like seeing different opinions and i'm like man you know what let me record something about this and see how people feel mm-hmm. and that's literally how i get my content out yeah i just experiences and that's what my podcast is all about is just experiences and how i move through life when those experiences happen mm-hmm. so yeah you know i i definitely get it so you know what what what's, what's your post like schedule like like oh it's it's sporadic as hell okay like i would i think when i, when I first started it was about pretty much every friday i think mm-hmm. it was like every yeah. friday i was doing it and it was easier because there was one time where i posted i recorded what two episodes in one day and then another one did two episodes in a day so it was like i had a backlog yeah so i could and i didn't have to record for like four weeks so just like upload the next week upload and then kind of like i guess like this schedule of like not having to do anything kind of got to me so then when i got to the fourth episode the fourth up uh, the fourth upload then i uploaded that one and i was like i gotta record something now yeah okay Mm. that's what i yeah that's how it was for me because i was like oh yeah like every saturday i'm gonna drop a episode and you know like it's gonna be consistent and then you know life happened Mm -hmm. a new job and things just kind of changed and so then I began to realize like okay I can actually post whenever I want because this is my shit yeah (laughs) so I think people kind of got used to that and I mean they just know when I drop that's when I'm gonna drop Mm -hmm. it is what it is so I try to keep something like because I figured if I just try to get more of a following, I think more people would, like, want a new episode, like, something they can follow. So if I record an episode or upload it on, like, Thursday and then I don't make another one until, like, three months from now, then people kind of 
that train of like people like remembering I have a podcast and remember to listen to it and tune into yeah. another episode and get lost. But when I was like, <clears throat> like the motivation for me to keep making them, it was uh, I was talking to my brother. It was like me going to the gun range a lot, and uh, like all the, I used to always want to go with my friends. Like I would hit them up, like you want to go, you want to go do this, want to do that, and they'd be like, nah. And then like the whole energy I had to go when they all like bail out. I'm like. So then I started like just going by myself, like yeah, fuck it, I'm just gonna go by myself. So then it's not like I prefer going by myself, but now if I like have like a whole lot of energy to go, I lost my friends. You want to go? You want to go? You want to go? And they're like, nah. I'm like, okay, I'm still going, and I'll yeah, still go. Facts. So that's what I'm trying to do with this one is like do more podcasts just by myself, and then exactly. or stay in that same like record, record, record. So then. When I want to record something and I want to invite some people on, like, you want to be on, you want to be on, and like, no answer. Cause I got a lot of no answers. Yeah. And then I'll just be like, yeah, no, all right. Yeah. I'm like, all right, fuck you. I'm still recording. So <laughs> that makes me feel bad, y'all, because what I've built, like, what, how many times? Look, like, we scheduled. We scheduled twice. We scheduled. Yeah. We scheduled twice. And honestly, I feel the same as Brandon. Like, I just, there's times where I'm like, you know, I'll ask certain friends because there's specific episodes that I know will fit the perfect people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I would ask such and such to come on here and talk about this. And when I ask them, they're like, oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. And then I don't hear nothing. So I'm not, you know, like I'm not like, ah, oh, like I feel like they're not my friend because they don't want to do this with me. I just don't record it mm-hmm. right now. Like it is what it is. Or I'll just chill and do something else. But now it's crazy because it's like, I don't know, for whatever reason, the universe is sending me all these people who want to come record now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what that's about, but, you know, I don't know. But I had to do it with Brandon because we have been, uh, he's been like very supportive for, I don't know why, but <laughs> support. you know, very support supportive for the, for the longest. So, yeah, I definitely wanted to get him on here or wanted to get on here with him because i'm gonna be getting him on mine sunday so yeah i'm just letting y'all know it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be a little something this weekend like <laughs> oh yeah it's gonna be nuts so what was it like when you started yours like how many like how much of like an influx of people did you have like like i'm trying to get oh, let me let me hop on an episode because i wonder when i started mine i have like homies everywhere and they're all like let me freaking do we can we can talk about this we can talk about that boom 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 and i'm always like i'm super down just hit me up and they just don't hit me up i'm like um, I'm trying to think, cause I, when I first started it, it was really, I can't even remember when I started it. I just, oh, I remember. Oh my gosh. This is going to be like a lot. But when I started my podcast or the decision I made to start it was because I just had like this shift in my life and just, you know, a, different events that kind of happened and. Um, I just, you know, like my mindset changed. I started reading more and I started taking care of my mental health a lot more. And so once it got to that point and I decided to do the podcast, everybody kind of started to see the shift in my character. Mm -hmm. And so then when I, you know, I would post inspirational things all the time. And then eventually people were like, man, you should like, you know, like you should, you know, hold some type of like life talk, you know, TED talk type of shit, you know. And I was just like, I don't, you know, like, I'm not that type of girl, but mm-hmm. I know I do like to post videos and talk, and I like making people laugh and making people feel good. So I was like, I'm going to start a podcast. So when I initially started my podcast, um, I mean, I got a lot of followers at the beginning. Like, I had about, 
you know, because I, I started it on Instagram and I was doing videos. And so, mm-hmm. like, I had, you know, like, at least, like, a good hundred or under a hundred people follow something like that. And people were watching and people, you know, listened to my story and they were very, like, supportive in the beginning. And then, you know, once I got to the point to where I started kind of, you know, getting a little comfortable with not posting as much, mm-hmm. you know, people weren't fucking with me like that. Yeah. So then, you know, uh, now that I started kind of incorporating guests and things like that, like I did my first guest episode with my best friend and people loved that. And then, of course, you saw the live that I did mm-hmm. and people really liked that. And I don't know, that just that's what brought all the traffic. And now everybody wants to join and start doing it. So, that's dope. That's yeah. dope. So that's yeah. going to be rad. Do you have like so when you record episodes, do you have like a do you have like a specific thing that you want to talk about or do you sometimes just like turn on and like start just ranting about nothing? Because I have a few episodes where I have no plans and I just turn it on and I'm just like sitting right here just chopping it up for no reason. Um, I think it depends. Like it depends on where I'm at mentally. So if I'm very happy and I'm just in a very like I'm I'm a happy person. I'm typically very happy now because I'm very appreciative of my life. Mm. But uh, like I said, it's just experiences and like events that make me want to record. So like, for example, if I see something that bothers me on social media, but I don't want to give it too much power, Mm -hmm. I'll talk about how I feel about it. But the resolution, if that makes sense, or like, I bring it to the surface so that like we can make it a discussion. Mm-hmm. So that's how I record my episodes. I don't ever just like sit and just, oh, let me talk about this today. Like it's literally just, oh man, this happened today? Man, let me record a podcast because they got me fucked got- up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who they are, they got me 50 shit. Yeah, like nah, hold on. I gotta record today because that's, nah. Like I had one episode, You, re- I don't know if you heard the one of, uh, I did when uh, somebody broke into my car. I think, did I hear? Yes. That one I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one I did about when someone broke into my car and how that affected me because I was really like, you know, like it it messed me up that somebody broke into my car. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I was just like, there's a, there's a lesson in this. And I want people to learn that everything that happens to you is not always something out to get you mm-hmm. it's always a lesson behind everything that happens to you and it's up to you to figure out what that is and so that's why i made that episode because i felt like i needed to set that tone mm-hmm. for people to understand that it's a message behind everything yeah yeah i so. one thing i'm jealous about with your podcast is how you have the like the music in the background it makes everything like feel so much better because <laughs> like because when you're hearing it you're just like it's like a like more than drunk you're just like oh, oh yeah you like it hits the everything you say hits there because you're just like, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that app that I use because when I first started recording my episodes, I was literally just recording off my phone, mm-hmm. like just straight up. Then my friend bought me a mic and I was like, okay, bet. So I started recording from my laptop and I just connect the mic to my laptop, record, add the music, edit a little bit, you know, cut, do whatever I got to do. Mm-hmm. And then I just submit it for it to be published at the time I want to be published. Like, yeah. it's that simple. But, you know, I do like that little music, you know, but I do want to, you know, advance it a little bit better and kind of switch it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. we'll see. Yeah, but what you mentioned earlier, you said your mental health and, like, you know, stuff like that is being embarrassed. So it's what, that's what this episode is going to be about. We end up ranting about, like, a whole bunch of other <laughs> random stuff. 
But this one is an, also a very special episode because that's going to talk about mental health, which is a good thing because it's, it's been really more popular to talk about it in the last like several years, which is really good. So I decided like, you know, why not? I already had a super sad boy episode before. This is what, almost a year and a half, two years ago. So I think the sad boy episodes are done, but I can still be talking about it. So that's good. Yes. So I'm going to ask you, how was your, your journey towards your journey, if you will, with heavy quotations? Because not really quotations. Your journey with like getting like a better mental health, like getting your yourself right. Like how has that been going for you like in the, in the last however long it takes? Okay. Well, um, I want to start first with just um, my upbringing in general. Um, like we talked about earlier, you know, it's just a certain dynamic that households, certain households have mm-hmm. where you just feel that <clears throat> there are certain things you cannot do, you cannot be yourself, or you cannot express yourself in a certain manner. Um and so uh, I grew up very shy mm-hmm. and kind of afraid to express any type of emotion. And so uh, it was hard for me to go through things as a child mm-hmm. and not be able to go to a person and express that this is what's going on at this time. So I wasn't a kid that was getting hugs and kisses. I wasn't a kid that was getting the, oh, like, are you okay? Tell me what's going on. So. That took into my adulthood Mm -hmm. because, you know, I never got that from a parent. So once I got to my adulthood, I resented my parents for a very long time because I didn't know how to express myself. I didn't know how to be emotional. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know how to react in relationships with friends, people, siblings, all of that. So I resented them for a very long time. And I think it was... I don't think it was until I was like 20, between 22, 23-ish, somewhere around that range where I actually told my mom that I would have, you know, uh, like, you know, thoughts about suicide Mm -hmm. and, you know, different kind of things that would, you know, hit my character. And so I was just like, you know, eventually that brought us to a better space when I finally was able to talk to her about that because Mm -hmm. then I understood, you know, it's not their fault that they're like that. Yeah. It all stems from something. So once I learned that, I was able to forgive my parents for what I thought was their fault. And it made me want to understand why I felt this way about myself for so long. And then it also made me realize that now I I know now that I know that this is not something that's a part of me, mm-hmm. this is something that is learned or this is something that is inherited because of a generational thing, mm-hmm. then now it's time for me to work on breaking that and making sure that my kids don't have to go through that. And so when I um, when I uh, this was October, September 2020, and a lot of people don't know this. I talk about it briefly a lot just because, you know, I just want people to know and be aware of these things. Um, but, uh, you know, I was in a relationship and we were about to have a baby and that did not work. That did not happen because I ended up going through this ectopic pregnancy and I had to get surgery, almost died. And it was just a lot. Mm-hmm. 
So when that happened, I was back into that mental state where I was like, wow, like there's somebody to blame now. Mm -hmm. Like it came, it took me back to my childhood. I don't know how to express my emotions, but I know that this man got me pregnant. So it's his fault essentially, you know? So there was always a, a blame factor there. So once I realized, okay, yeah, now I have someone to blame, so I can't be mad at myself. It messed up my mind. Mm -hmm. Like for at least three weeks, I was just mad, sad, depressed. I mean, I didn't want to shower. I didn't want to do anything. And um, I had a dream one night and it was crazy. Like I had been being so mean to just everybody, mm -hmm. you know, I was just being, I wasn't talking to my friends. I was not, you know, my ex, I was, I was just being mean to him. He kept trying to check in on me and I was just like, like, why are you, you know? And so uh, I had a dream one night and the dream, it was this lady and she was trying to kill me. I had a little kid with me and she was trying to kill me. I'm like, bro, like, let yeah. up, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you know, and so at the end of the dream, it showed the lady's face and the lady was me. And mm -hmm. so that messed me up so bad because I was like, bro, what is this trying to tell me, you know? And so when I got up, and I looked at my phone, my 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 friend, my ex, he was calling me. And I was like, I didn't answer the phone. But I was just like, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't answer because I was shook from the dream. So when I woke up, that's when I was like, okay, now you need to really reflect on what that dream meant. And so when I got up the next morning, I was like, you know what? Let me apologize to all the people that I've been talking to this way, especially this person. So I apologized. And I told him about the dream. And uh, the craziest part about that is, is he's writing this book mm -hmm. and there's an audio portion of the book that he has like a, uh, somebody rapping on the, you know, on the audio portion of the book. And in that rap, the guy is talking about someone in a dream mm -hmm. that is trying to get killed. And the person that is killing them is, is themselves. Jesus Christ. And I was like, bro. <laughs> and that was my wake up call. Yeah. You know, like I realized, you know, I'm literally killing myself by basically just, you know, cutting off any type of interaction with anybody, telling myself that I'm not good enough, telling myself that, you know, I don't need to take showers. I don't need to, to keep myself up and build myself up. Like I'm mm -hmm. telling myself these things because I don't feel good about myself. Yeah. And that was my turning point when I had them dreams and I talked to this person and I was just like, man, I'm so sorry. Like I, I, you know, and so that's when I started reading and, you know, just getting a different, um, just getting a different idea of, you know, self love and just understanding how people are different mm -hmm. and, you know, how you just have to respect and just be understanding that people aren't uh, to blame for yeah. things that are going on in your life. You have to understand everyone goes through their own shit. And so when I realized that ever since then, I've just been a lot more happy because I'm grateful that I didn't die. I'm grateful that, you know, these people still love me and they don't hate me for being a, you know, B word to them mm -hmm. for that long. And, you know, just overall that, I ain't no baby mama. Like, <laughs> honestly, like, man, I was like, bro, I was got baby mama. But yeah, so it's just, you know, everybody don't have a story like that. But I just feel like there's always that turning point 
once you realize like, okay, nah, like let me get my mind right because I want better for myself. Yeah. And that was it for me. So yeah. yeah. I was that one actually gonna transition to another like another question, but you kind of answered it in yeah. that statement. Like I was gonna ask, like what was like was that like you going like I can't blame any for things for anyone for like how I am or whatever. Was that like your moment of like, okay, this is not like I gotta fix it. Like at what point were like things start because some people have their moods and like you know they have like maybe like a day or two days where they're just kind of like out of it for no reason and they don't know why and then they get over it and then they never have that feeling for like months, weeks, years. Like, but then there's like that moment where you have it, you like that you're like stuck in that moment and you start to think like, okay, this is not okay. Like now things gotta change. Like for me, this is gonna sound mad dark. Didn't tell my mom about this either. Um, so. Um, I went through this is about actually around Thanksgiving like right before Thanksgiving um, this one this one thing happened and I was just like not okay like not okay I'd, I've been in that like deep like depressive state before but it was just like okay this is not cool I remember I, I cut off I didn't talk to anybody like Thanksgiving I went to my friend's house but I was just like I don't want to be here and so I didn't talk to anybody like my friend came to visit me I just kind of like I don't want to see anybody so then um, I, t- I was taking a shower. And normally when I get like really, like really, really depressed, I just sit in the shower, just chilling, reflecting my thoughts. So I was sitting there and I'm just sitting in the shower or whatever have you. And I'm just like looking around. I looked at both my wrists and I'm kind of going, I have a really sharp knife in my room. Wow. I could do it. But it wasn't like a, like I want to kill myself, but it was just like, I can do this. I was like, I was like, I can do it. Rip right there. Slow right there. And then just chill fall asleep and then as i was saying that like i could like see like the blood like dripping down and like standing the water and then i was looking for a little bit and i was just like i gotta get up and i just got right up and got out and that was the moment where i was like okay i gotta talk to somebody so that's when i talked so then the day after that i started talking to my doctor and, and everything like that and then like i then i broke down crying in front of her which was tight and then after that told my parents like hey this is what's been going on with me blah 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 boom 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 and like they were dummy supportive which was rad and then my friends are dummy supportive and stuff like that so that was but that moment was there like i was like i gotta fix this because i kept wanting to like not take medication to you know cure anxiety and depression because i was like i don't want to depend on a drug to make me feel better Mm because then if i don't have that then i'm not going to be myself um, but then I kind of once that happened, I was like, I gotta fix this. Like, there's gotta be something. So that was my moment of like, snap out of it. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Like, hey. So that was me. Like, I'm, again, not everyone has that very extreme. Yeah. Like, thinking about killing themselves literally. But mm-hmm. that was that was mine. Sorry to bring people down. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, man, that's intense. Like, I didn't. I I've only had one. Surprisingly, I've only had one moment where I've actually gone through a thought of a you know a suicidal thought and it was one time and I honestly the point the point where I'm at now I don't even remember why I wanted to do that I don't even remember what took me to that point mm-hmm. um, I don't remember what it is that got me there but I've only had that once and you know I never told my parents about it I never told my mom about it until I was an adult and um, I don't know. I just think it's, we just, we're humans and we take everything so personal and we apply everything to ourselves. So we just, we're just so hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I even started learning that now, like 
you know, with my new job that I have, like, it's hard. I'm not going to lie. It's very hard and a very tedious position. And I was being so hard on myself today. And I was just like, bro, like, you got to realize, like, everything, you don't have to be hard on yourself all the time. Like, Mm -hmm. this is just the beginning. You're two weeks in, like, the, you know, like, on the floor. Like, you're fine. Just go with the flow. Like, if it was that bad they let you know you've been doing fine yeah so it's like i think we just we're so hard on ourselves because we think that we just have to keep beating ourselves down and that's not the case mm-hmm. i think people are afraid to be happy yeah like you know that's about but yeah i think it, you gotta like i think for as people we gotta learn to like learn like it, it's cool to be stressed out about things and like hey take some time for yourself and I don't know if I can name drop him. He might. He's not going to be upset. My buddy Colin, <clears throat> he got a tattoo like right here on his palm. It's a pause button. And I was like, why the fuck <laughs> did you put a pause button on your damn palm? And when we, this when we both worked at Harley Davidson. And, you know, like both of our jobs, it's like, like if it gets really busy, both sides get very stressful. Because mm-hmm. if something happens on his end, he would have to call my end and like, hey, this customer over here wants this put on their bike. Mm-hmm. Do, and then it's like, hey man, I have fifty people looking in front of me. Can I call you later? And he's like, no, this guy, and it's just a back and forth, whatever. And so we have like, and then he's on the phones constantly. I'm on the phones constantly, and so he has that on his palm because he like when he gets like super stressed out, he'll touch his palm and look at it as a pause button, like, press mm-hmm. pause, like <sighs> chill oh, wow. out, relax. Mm-hmm. And I was like, as gay as it sounds, I was like, dude, can I? I I would get that. Yeah, like I would do the same thing. Like still have magic tattoos with my buddy, but like. But that right there, him doing that and him saying, like, that's what he's going to do it for, like, kind of, like, reminded me, like, it's mm-hmm. it's cool. And so, at that point, when, like, things got, like, really stressed, even if it was, like, people, like, piled in front of my desk, like, needing help from me, mm-hmm. sometimes I would, like, get up off the, like, I'll say I need to, you know, I'll be on the phone, big quotation marks, or I'll just get up and, like, walk outside and just chill for, like, two minutes. Yeah. Didn't matter how busy it was, because then it was, like, as much as it sucks and as much as I'm going to get yelled at, probably for like just get up and leaving and then leaving my other dude like by himself like to mm-hmm. take care of all of it it was like hey man like i know that it's kind of an asshole move but i don't care because now i'm back here i feel so much better yeah so like literally. for me like i think people need to learn to to take a step back and then take up like hit a pause button like it's a hey it's okay to like if you need to cut people off for just a couple days it's cool and again like you were saying it's nothing personal you said this in one of your podcasts yes. and i was driving and i was like yes yeah because like i <laughs> i felt it because like um because there'd be times when i would get in my feelings when i would like hit up my friends or whatever and like they would not text me back you but I'd see, I'd see them out with other people but they would hit me up and i'm like what the fuck is going on or I, they would i would like see them like on instagram like posting like yeah. like stories but they wouldn't text me back and i'm like what the hell is going on and then you know or like i wouldn't get invited somewhere and i'm like why the fuck but then it was that like that shift of just like they have no obligation to hit me up yeah like sometimes it's cool if they don't want to hang out with you like it's it, sometimes it's not like they don't want to hang out with you like chill, they, they just didn't think about you which yeah. is cool like that happens all the time like sometimes they want to if they do something they go out and do this thing here and they just didn't think to say anything they're like oh it was a spontaneous moment so i you gotta learn to like not take things so personal like when i see people out with friends and i'm like i didn't get an invite it's like yeah, it's probably shouldn't think about it. Like, yeah, it's, cool. like, it's that simple. Um, I think, like, that's one of my favorite things to apply to my life every day because 
I always talk about that. I'm very open about how or what type of friend I am and what type of friend I used to be just to kind of put it into perspective how good, you know, learning new information is and how easy it is for people to, you know, be one person today and a new person tomorrow or within the next year. So um, I talk about it all the time. Like I was a very codependent friend. You know, I would get mad if my friends weren't hanging out with me or if they were hanging out with other people without me or just little things. Oh, she ain't replying to my text, but she like, you know, very mm-hmm. combative. And I think that that's very weird because it's like, you never know what a person is dealing with. You never know what a person is going through. So like, I feel like people should respect that everyone has their own life. You know, you're not in their reality. Mm-hmm. So once I got to that point and I was just like, man, like, I can't be mad. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Like, she's probably dealing with something of her own. Mm-hmm. And right now, she's not trying to hear me vent about some bullshit. Yeah. Or right now, she's working. Or, you know, like, it's so many different factors. Even in relationships, uh, intimate relationships. Like, I remember when I was with my ex, I, just, I was just like, man, like, he hit me up all day. Like, oh, my God. Like, he was another bitch. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, <laughs> like so much was going through my head. And then when I got to the end of the day and he finally called me, I was like, why didn't you hit me up? Mm-hmm. And he was like, I've been thinking about you all day. And he was like, you're tripping because I did not, you know, mm-hmm. it was just like I was working. I was in the gym. I did this. I did that. So it was just like people have a They're life still yeah. outside of you so realize that and understand that it's not about you and it's not them out to get you or make you feel bad mm-hmm. about yourself they're just living just like you are yeah so i don't know people yeah. weird for me that was that's for me like because that's this anxiety playing for me and it's like a, not, not great yeah um i would always have like i've been overthinking for years that's what i don't typically like i overthink as a career that's what i do and so it took a long time i'm still like working on it like remembering not to overthink something like there's a term occam's razor that i like to use a lot of times mm-hmm. if you don't know if people don't know what occam's razor is occam's razor is the obvious answer is always the one that's right in front of you so instead of like seeing like they're busy i'm like this they're doing that or they're doing this oh it's bad it's that yeah. or they think i'm annoying fuck and it's like <laughs> and it's just like no they're they're literally asleep dude like yeah you know or I would probably even attribute it to, it's, I'm going to sound like the old man yelling at a cloud, but I can, I would possibly attribute it to like communication as far as like text messages go, text, tweets, you know, Instagram, whatever have you, how now we live in such an era where we need instant man. gratification. Um, and so it's like, you know, we would always think like, if you really took a step back and be like, Hey man, wait 30 seconds, 30 seconds goes by like that. No problem. People are like, yeah, 30 seconds. That's cool. Can you hold your breath for a minute? Yeah, I can do that for sure. But then when you send a text and they don't respond, reply in 30 seconds, it feels like 50 minutes. Yeah. Because I think we, we're in that era of like instant gratification. And so I think if we can slowly try to break off of that, like, and stop constantly yeah. checking. And be like, yes. Because then we're always like, who's been, because like, again, five minutes is not long at all. That's one song. But now yeah. if someone didn't text you back in five minutes, it's like, it's been five minutes. Yeah. What are you doing? It's like, oh, chill. Because then, then you get, then you get in your thoughts of like, man, it's been a long time. They probably out doing this. I, I, I man, he was that other bitch. She's with, oh, yeah. I, and then you start thinking, remember that one chick he told me about in that yeah. one story in kindergarten? I bet they're friends again. And you're yeah. Like, 
It's like, stop, stop. Yes, they start stop. to overthink. And like, I have been an overthinker. So I know all the tricks. I know all the, like everything that comes with overthinking. And like, I tell people all the time because I finally got to a point to where overthinking is not a part of me no more. I don't mm-hmm. give a fuck no more. Like yeah. I'm literally just like, Oh, he didn't text me back. Okay, let me text my other nigga. Like, <laughs> oh my bad. You wildly good. Nah, nah, nah. But that was a joke. That was a little jokey joke. I was fooling y'all. <laughs> it was jokes. Wild. But no. So for real though, like if something, you know, I'm not so attached to this phone that much that it bothers me when someone does it communicate with me mm. in the manner or the time frame that I want them to like I'll joke like oh man like where you been you know like but it doesn't bother me because I know I have things that I'm doing as well like you know I had a very busy day and I still have a very busy weekend so I'm not going to be responding to people's texts mm-hmm. I'm not going to be responding to people's calls it takes a minute so I think people literally like overthink themselves into this really dark hole mm-hmm. of anxiety because they are just very uh, insecure. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, this is just how I feel because I, I've been there. You're not securing yourself to know that this person fucks with you. Mm-hmm. They, they, they are okay with with you as a person. They like you. They're cool with you. But you overthink yourself into this hole, and you start to create this reality in your head. And eventually, it's gonna become that mm-hmm. because eventually, that person is gonna get annoyed. With the fact that you are, oh, you was with that other bitch, or you, you know, ain't replying to my messages, or you this and you that. People get annoyed by that. So it's like, okay, at some point you have to understand that it's not you. Mm-hmm. They just don't, you're not in their reality right yeah. now, you know? Now, if y'all married, that's a whole nother story. Whole story. Then you, but you're not. <laughs> so, like. There was this one thing I saw on Facebook when I had a Facebook. Um, it was like it yeah, was like a video. Off there. No, I got kicked off. Oh, That's what happened. good. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I got kicked off because uh, I exposed two pedophiles and they were oh, like, "Oh yeah, I they remember like, that." Nah, we can't have that on our on our thing. And I was like, "All right, I'm oh, sorry." Oh, okay, interesting. Interesting. Uh, what's his name? I I don't care. I can't even think he's talking enough. about the, uh, who owns Facebook again? Uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, all right, Mark. All right, Mark, I see yeah, you. Yeah, we watching I, you. I see you. Yeah. But no, I was, I, it was a long time ago. It was this video that this chick that I went to, like, well, what, elementary, middle, and high school with. And it was, like, this video of, like, like, 10 harsh truths or whatever have you. And, like, the first one was, like, no one is ever too busy to text you. And I was, like, oh, okay, this is going to be great because that's, you know, false. And my, my, my circle phone, always like, oh, this is fantastic. And it was saying like um like we live in a constant age where everyone's phone is in their pocket, everyone's phone is in their hands. So when you text them and they don't text back, they didn't they are actively ignoring you. And I was like, oh that sucks. But then like then there was like more stuff about it. Pretty much the whole basis of it was like like it's like if they have like it's for me it was like they have their own thing to do. Like you know if I see it like they acknowledge that you exist, but like I gotta do something else. Like I I want to get back to you. I acknowledge that I see you, but there's things happening right now. I'll get back to you when I can get back to you. And that was a hard truth. And for me, that helped a lot and took a little bit, obviously, to like understand like they probably saw it and then reply because I can see the re-signature. But the, you know what? Yeah. It's cool. And then even another Occam's Razor deal is this very simple, simple term in the in the Nigra community. Am I tripping? That's it. 
<laughs> Literally, I had that yeah. at one point, and now every time I overthink, the way I turn it off is, if I'm tripping, I'm tripping. And yeah. even if I'm not tripping, I'll tell myself I'm tripping. And then I'll just stop thinking about it. I'll keep exactly. doing something else. Like, I'll be reading a book, whatever have you, and I'll stop reading it, and I'll be watching a YouTube video, and thinking about all this stuff. Like, oh, they, they did this, and they blah, blah, blah. Am I tripping? Probably. Yeah. That's it. I would see like, mine. Is, I'm bugging. <laughs> I'm, I'm bugging. bugging. I'm bugging. Yeah, I'm bugging. And I, I and I got yeah. used to like asking people because like my brother Eli, my brother um, AJ, and my dad. Like, if something happens, like when Kobe died. Um. Yeah. Right. Bruh. Mamba. Right. It just makes me sick. It does. But when he died, I saw people like that. I knew. I knew. Never pay attention to Kobe. Like at all. Oh my god. Like I knew, and I was like, I grew up with you, and I still growing up with you. I know you don't watch basketball, and I know you don't really know Kobe outside of his name, but you're posting, like, all these inspirational things, the mama life, and boom, 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 and I'm just getting in my feelings, and I'm just not getting riled up. Like, man, y'all ain't, I'm, y'all I'm, wasn't out here shooting with us in the gym. I'm, hey. I'm, I'm, there's a, what was it, uh, what, I can't remember, uh, what's my name, by DMX, I'm, I'm, th- I'm starting to, oh I'm gosh. like, you think it's a game? Yeah. You think it's a fucking game? <laughs> and then I hit my brother Eli up, and I was like, people are doing this, blah, 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 boom, 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 boom. Am I tripping? And he was like, yeah. Because yeah. people go through things a different way than you do. So, yeah, you tripping. I was like, yeah. Okay. I think Kobe hit everybody, honestly. So, but I, you know, I have moments where I'd be doing that. Like, yeah, like, you ain't got it. You know, but it's just, I think once you realize that God made people very versatile or people are very versatile, mm-hmm. I think you just accept them for who they are. And, uh, I just got to that point, like, man, this is how they are. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's not, it ain't got nothing to do with me. That's mm-hmm. just how they are. And I'm going to accept them for who they are. Mm-hmm. So I don't have any doubts or feelings about my personal being. Yeah. So that's how I move through life at mm-hmm. this point. And my dad kind of, he, whenever like me and my brother, and my dad would talk about politics or whatever. Um, and this is like during the Trump presidency, lol. And uh, I love that so much. And like, I love seeing the stickers and just be like, "Bro, he lost. <laughs> Take that shit off." Um, it's it's insane, man. That you, man, <laughs> because the way we was, I was like, "Bro, I had to get off the book." No, dude, I forget. It's it's hilarious. I I, I saw he lost. I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be fantastic." I I was hoping he would lose. Because I could not wait to see. The, the, the four what, years was just I couldn't brutal. wait to see white people get upset. But whenever, <laughs> whenever me and my dad talk about, like, we talk about politics and stuff like that. Um, and then when, like, the question would always come up, like, do you think Trump is racist? Do you think he's this? Do you think he's that? And my dad would always say, he wouldn't even answer yes or no to is he racist or not. He would just be like, he is exactly what I thought he was. Yeah. And it's like, that's how most people are. And I was like, yeah. So, like, yeah. the moment you start to see that, like, Oh, and then it's that's like you see how people move sometimes, and you're like, all right. And then this is why I, I said this in in you and uh, Nadia's live, and I said this to, like friends, like as far as like relationships go, because it's like the number one thing I love to say, especially when it comes to relationships. <clears throat> if you always look through life through rose colored lenses, yeah, every red flag just looks like flags. Yeah. And so that like when you always try to see like the good in people, you always try to be like, ah, it's not how they are, blah blah blah. You were always looking through life through that rose color. And then, you know, when they come at you sideways, instead of you knowing, like, that's how they are, you just like, oh, it's just, uh, they, they probably having a bad day. But no, they, they did this that's, multiple that's times. That's what they be doing. Like, yeah. I did this with a broad, I'm sorry. I shouldn't <laughs> Wait. say that. I shouldn't say that. 
I did this with a lady. I am not a fan of her at all. Like I, I forgive, but I don't forget. But I used to always like try to like. Wait a minute. <laughs> you lost me at bride, bro. <laughs> like my my brother gets. I get my brother with that. He goes, "Bro, you said broad." I'm like, "I'm sorry, I did do that. I'm so sorry." Right. I heard, bro. I, like my 45 year old sister says that. Like, 48. I think she's 48 now. Yeah. yeah. Broad. Wow. Yeah, yeah. but I was this, this one chick. I used to like. Like I, I liked her. I, I I thought I liked her a lot. I was like, I like this Oh but like she would just like constantly ghost me. Constantly. Like it like it was her job. Ghost, 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 ghost. And I was like and I kept trying to like forgive. Oh no, you're just cool, you're busy and she'd give me another excuse and be like, Oh, it's cool, whatever. But then like there was one point where when my friend Tovel died, she like hopped back into my DMs, like, I'm so sorry, blah blah blah, let's hang out and I'm like no, 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 I'm sorry. It was when Mitchell died. When Mitchell died, she was like, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. And she hopped back in my messages, like, let's hang out. This is that, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, cool. Ghosted me again. I was like, that's exactly how you are. Like, yeah, so I'm like, that's it. Like, I, I, that that was the cutoff point. Like, this is who you are. So I just cut off, I just cut off everything. Life has been less stressful with her out. Yeah. And I, and it was, it was a night and day difference. Like, yeah. the first three days, I was like, this is. Oh, it's kind of nice. It's a little cozy over here. You know, they got the, I got a couch over there. This is, this is why it's cozy. But no, like, I, I feel that. Like, I was thinking the same thing. And I'm not going to go too much into detail, but <clears throat> actually I am. So, <laughs> like, I don't know. For whatever reason, I don't know what it is. I've been very attractive lately. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, you know, the universe has just been on my side for, oh, you know. Oh weight gain put a pause button on oh, that oh go ahead go put ahead. a pause button on that come on I don't know why you you be posting the yams <laughs> on insta and you like I don't know I don't get it nah get I did it. that one time that was that was once that was once but the thing is I dropped I dropped a fire I dropped a fire fire reel one day and then booming ever since so mm. I was like oh the reels is where it's at so <laughs> yeah. I started dropping the reels. I was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. I'm going to do the reels then. And so then, you know, I started seeing patterns of different people starting to kind of, like, fuck with me now. Mm-hmm. And so then there's one person in specific that ghosted me all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. Ghost, ghost, ghost. No response. No reply. All this, that, and the third. And I, like I said, I don't take it personal because I know people go through their own thing. Mm-hmm. I ghost people when I'm going through stuff. Or I just ghost people when I just don't want to talk to them. Yeah. Simple. So, like, I understand. But now it's like I'm at a point where, you know, I got my bad bitch behavior on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of, you know, different. It's, it's April right now. You got a couple more months till hot girl summer. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> as well as June, which is my birthday month. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's just a lot going on. So, like, you know, this person has been... Very consistent, mm-hmm. very consistent, and it's like, okay, I'm gonna give you another month before you ghost me again because mm-hmm. I know that that is a part of your character. Yeah. So I don't know. I just think once I accepted that that's how that person was, I was just kind of like, oh, okay, like I- I'll see you in a couple months. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Yeah. You know, like, but it doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. like cutting people off. I never got into like the cut people off like train, if you will, and like. 
I think that if I started doing that a lot earlier, things would have gotten better because I'm always trying to give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And like, I'm always an extend olive branch kind of person, even if I hate you. Like, even if I, like, I dislike Trump so much. And it's funny because people didn't think I did. I do. Yeah, because I, did. I didn't think you did. No, but... I 100%, oh, I 100% was against him. Oh, no. I was like, man, like, Bernie, really? Man, oh. oh, no. I voted for Bernie. I voted, uh, 2016, I voted for Bernie. This one I wrote in Tulsi Gabbard because she was a beast. But, yeah. um, but what was I talking about? You hate Trump, as we all do. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but as much as as much as much I hate him, like, I I kept trying to extend olive branches for some, because that's just what I do. I'm always like, people like, he's this, he's that. I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, but still, at the end of the day. And I'm like, I gotta learn to just stop doing that. Cause then I keep giving passes to people that I shouldn't give passes to. And then if they treat me some kind of way, I'm always trying to give them passes. Like, yeah, again, maybe, maybe, you know, whatever. And then I'm then I stop the whole, am I tripping? Cause then I don't ask myself, am I tripping? I'm always like, it's just like, yeah, this is this is what they I'm just gonna do this. this is, and then I don't have that internal, am I tripping? So I wish I would have gotten to more cutting people off, because that would have helped the brain a whole lot more. But Yeah. Is there anything like any kind of action that you like you did or do to this day still because of like like either be like low self esteem or insecurities and stuff like that? Like for me, I've been skateboarding for fourteen years, and my big struggle was I'm always I'm not enough. This has been since I was like eight years old. Like I've always been like not enough, not enough, not enough. And every person that like every girl that wanted my friends was always taller than me, more facial hair, more tattoos, better at skating, whatever have you. Boom, boom, boom. So one thing that I started doing like years ago was like if some kook came to the skate park, if no one knows a kook at a skate park, it's just some random person that comes through at the local park that no one knows but himself. So like if a kook would come through to the park with his girlfriend and I'd see him skate, I'm like, oh, he's not, he's not good. I know I'm way better than him. So I would make it, I would make it an effort as even if I was dummy tired, I would make it an effort to skate like as hard as I could do like the hard tricks in my book right in front of him and right in front of his girlfriend because then i it used to make me laugh going like she always telling her friends that her boyfriend skates and boom 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 and then he goes to the skate park and then that guy right there is way better than him my boyfriend sucks that used to make me laugh so much i used to Mm -hmm. always do that but then i realized that's just insecurities like i do it as an insecurity because everyone around me i always thought was better than me at something over here that's why they always got the girl and i didn't that's why they always got this and i didn't so that was my big, and I still do it to this day, as, as I'm trying to stop, mm. but sometimes it just keeps creeping up like, that'd be funny. That'd be funny. Mm. Um, I don't know. I think my biggest thing right now that I'm still working on is my, like, self-sabotaging nature. Mm. So, like, sometimes I find it very hard to believe that people actually fuck with me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know? So what I do is, like, I don't know, like, how do I word it? Because it's very hard. It's, it's, it's like I said earlier with, with my job, like I'll tell myself like, man, this is so hard. Like I, I'm not doing this right. Or, you know, like I second guess things that I know I'm doing correctly Mm -hmm. or I know I'm doing well. I second guess myself because I, there's, there's something in the back of me that's the small person, the small little person in me that's making me feel as though it's not deserved Mm -hmm. and so sometimes I'll self-sabotage because you know I think even just mainly really in the black community especially like we have such a like 
trauma bond mm-hmm. from our history. And so deservingness is very like out, you know, like yeah. it's 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 away from us. So when I have moments where good things are happening and things are like looking up for me, I'm like, man, like this don't feel right. Like mm-hmm. I feel like because, you know, if you look at everything that's going on right now, it's just like you want to relate. But then it's like, man, like I understand that this person just had got killed by the police. But mm-hmm. man, my business just took off. But I don't want to post about it because mm-hmm. they're going to be like, why would you post about something like that right now when all of this is going on? Mm-hmm. And it's like so the self-sabotaging nature, I think it's stemming from just our, you know, our trauma. And so it's very hard to get out of that. And so like, that's one thing that I still kind of battle is just like telling myself like, no, this is where you're right. You're right where you need to be. Mm-hmm. You're doing everything that's right for you at this time. Like don't second guess anything because you already know that everything is an experience and there's a lesson in everything. So don't tell yourself that it's not, you know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. it's not achievable or attainable because it is. Yeah. So, yeah, that's one thing that I'm still kind of working on. But other than that, I like the insecurity thing. Like, I'm I don't think I'm insecure anymore. Um, I don't care. I'm not in a relationship. I'm not dating anybody. I don't really like have any insecurities in my friendships. Like everything is just kind of mm-hmm. like I'm chilling. Yeah. Yeah. The last part well, for things that before that, uh, there was a bar by Kendrick Lamar. That rhymes. I'm sorry. There was a line from Fear. Uh, from Kendrick Lamar's damn album. Fantastic, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite songs on the track, it was in like one part he says, and then that's like polarizing for me is how many accolades do I need to block for now? Fear. And it's like, mm-hmm. for me, that's like the, like him, his struggle and my struggle is like, how many times am I going to have to like, like how many things can I attain or like at what point am I going to stop like feeling denial for myself or feeling denial of like anything that's going to happen? Like, is there ever going to be something that's going to come in and like, like cure everything? But I was like, no, there's not. And um, that's what I'm always hoping for. And I think when it came to like relationships and when I, when I made the Poe, my sad boy uh, podcast episode, um, I made that one, one as like for myself to get like things out there. And two, because I wanted to, you know, like kind of let people know, like, I was trying to fill a void of not acceptance with females. And like, mm-hmm. it was always them that were like making me feel the worst because if I wasn't accepted by them, I got nobody else. Yeah. And it was like, <clears throat> like that's what I was trying to fill it with. And it's the, the cliche, like, you know, Hey, get right with yourself before you get with anyone else. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't get that. I couldn't understand it. I was like, I, I like, I hate myself already. So how the hell, yeah. you know what I mean? But then like, you know, how many accolades do I need to block the now part? Like, you know, like, like nothing's going to, nothing's going to come into life to make things better. Yeah. You got to do it yourself. Exactly. And so because of that, like, I still have my insecurities when it comes to females and I don't talk to a lot of them because it's just mm-hmm. that like, oh, it's hurt. but I, I'm way more comfortable and like, it's, it's a whole lot easier for me to just be like, oh, I'm chill. And yeah. like, if I do, if I do shoot my shot, I wish I shot this shot at one chick, didn't work out at all. Uh, it is what it is. You plan, know, what I mean? you know, well, plans fuck up. I'm not saying cool. it did. I'm not saying it didn't. It, it's not. It didn't work. It just didn't pop off. Oh, that's what it like. No, I was like, "What's up?" And they just like nothing. I was like, "No, that's a bad yeah. no response." No, I mean, it wasn't like a response. It's cool, but it, it's cool. I'm not gonna say who it was. 
you know. Yeah, we ain't gonna give it to her. It's cool. Not tonight. They're not gonna hear this, but it's still, still like that. Yeah. It's embarrassing. <laughs> so uh, I was like, yeah. But uh, no, I'm like, eh. It's like I struck, I struck things off more. I'm like, meh, all right. And the first time where I knew like things are better, I was I went to this one chick that like I was I was kind of friendly with. We were talking about divorce, and then I asked for a number, and she was like, nah. I was like, okay. And I got home, and I was just sitting chilling. I was like, dude, that sucked, and that was it. That was mm-hmm. all it was for me. And like I was like, it was funny. I was like, cause like yeah, I straight up, I was like, I straight up asked, and she said, no, damn, oh. Eh, well, you know, that happens. And then what that happened, I noticed it. I was like, I'm feeling better. Yeah. Oh, and that was me getting comfortable with just being myself. Like, just being yeah. comfortable with, you know, hey, when something happens, something happens. Like, yeah, you know, things is. will get better. I'm like, yeah. this is tight. And I'm like, things are things are starting to look up. But when it comes to, like, getting, like, you're right with, like, mental health and stuff like that. Because I know with, like, like the older generation, like, the, like, especially with, like, with men, it's like you shut things down. Like, mm-hmm. things hurt, I'm gonna keep it right here, and then eventually I'll die. And that was it. Like, mm-hmm. and it was always like, we're not gonna talk about things. And, we're gonna, and so then when, like, you hear, when, like, people in the older generation, I'm not gonna say boomers, because that's freaking out. So yeah. when, you, when you, like, hear people, like, in the older generation that, like, you're like, oh, I'm depressed, or whatever have you, or there was another, I can't remember who it was, but it was, like, some celebrity committed suicide, and this dude I used to work with, he had that same old guy mentality of, like, He's like he has like forty million dollars in the bank. Everyone loves him. He's super famous. What does he have to be sad about? And like, I think like I'm I'm glad we're starting to get into that space of like talk about things and, and whatever yeah. have you. But one thing that I keep thinking about is I asked my buddy Allende about this, um, and he gave me an answer. This was years ago. I forgot it. But do you think that because of our culture, black culture, we like we're big in the church? It's big for us. Not the Catholic Church like you white folk. That's weird. Yeah. Y'all, y'all be the Catholic people be touching kids. That's that's not cool. Yeah. No, but like in the black community, like like church is huge. Mm-hmm. Do you think that it helps? I mean, do you think that like it hurts? You know, like black men, black women, black kids when the like just take it to church or just pray about it. Yes. Because like I mean, like you can be super religious, but sometimes it's just like you feel like it's just not. Because, like, yes, you can talk to God about anything, but when you don't really hear the response back, like, as much as you can pray and you don't hear something back immediately or you're, you're kind of waiting for that answer and you're, like, just praying for it or just taking it to church, then that kind of takes away from, like, going to therapy. Because then now instead of yeah, going to your parents or going to your grandparents, like, yeah. I have a problem with this, blah, 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 boom, 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 like, can I see a therapist? I'm like, oh, just pray about it. Or Let's just, just go to church. Like, even you know. just, you know, like, oh, I have this going on. Like, I feel depressed. I feel like this. Well, just pray about it. No, like, I'm literally in front of you right now. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about it? Yeah. Or, like, because I just think it's crazy how that is such a huge reason why a lot of our, you know, parents, uh, even just people, like, my, my siblings are... I'm the youngest of five on my mom's side. So, like, my siblings are ranging from, like, 30, 40, you know, stuff like that. Um, So, you know, like, it just, it just never got addressed. It never got addressed. And Mm -hmm. so, I mean, in my personal household, like, my mom, it was because she was just working all the time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, my mom really had to take care of us. So, it was just because she was working all the time. And I stayed with my grandmother, who was a, you know, church. She was a you know, reverend, like preacher mm-hmm. and everything. So it was like, 
anytime there was an issue or anything like that. Like, I just didn't feel compelled to come to her because I knew it was going to be some Bible like, verse. Oh, some Bible verse. Some, some get into the word, mm-hmm. you know, let's pray about it. And there's nothing wrong with prayer. I'm not saying that it does not work because it does. Like when I do get time alone and I start to kind con- like now that I'm aware of how my feelings work and how to express myself and when to, you know, allow things to affect me. Now I know how to do that. Mm-hmm. But as a child, that's not something that you can just pick up as a child. And so I think people have to let their kids express themselves at a very young age so Mm -hmm. they can know that when they come into adulthood, it's okay to talk about these things. Mm -hmm. It's okay to feel this way, but just don't stay in it too long. They let us stay in it for too long, Mm -hmm. which is why a lot of us are fucked up and don't know how to get out of it. And Luckily, there's people like me and, you know, you or I don't even know if you're to the point, but even then, you you know, you've come a very far way from mm-hmm. what you told me earlier. So even then, it's just like seeing that, like, that's good that mm-hmm. people are finally starting to realize what the problem stems from mm-hmm. and how to fix it. So um, I definitely think the church is... I don't know. I don't even know what to say about that. Yeah, I would say, like, it, ha- it has its spot. But I think when it comes ultimately to like mental health, exact like at, I don't think it's gonna sound very weird and kind of odd out of context. I'm not saying like church doesn't help, but I don't think it's going to help in in general. Like again, sometimes you need medication to help you out. Sometimes that's just what happens. Yeah. Um, but like it, I think the problem with just like taking it to the church or or just pray on it is there's times when you want to hear something real. You want to hear your experience. Like I want to know how you got through it. And, like, you can say, like, I prayed through it, but, like, what like you did. But what did you do? How did you move? How did you get across this threshold? And, mm-hmm. and sometimes it helps when you talk to someone that's not in the church because then they will be like, oh, I got you, no problem. Because they're not going to think, pray on it. They're going to be like, oh, this is what I did. I did yeah, X, facts. Y, and Z. And then after doing that, bing, bang, boom. And, like, that's what I like. And my brother, like, I will talk to him about saying, like, when it comes to, like, social issues or whatever have you, sometimes I like to get, like, his opinion on it. But he's in this thing called the truth, which is a whole, whole thing. Mm-hmm. And now because of that, like, I can never really get his opinion on it because he always just goes like, dude, that's just Mark 13, chapter five. Boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, I, I get it. But like, like, what do you think about it? It's not what I think. It's right here. I'm like, I understand. I understand. That's what it, but can I, can I, I'm ha- Help me. <laughs> Please. You know what I mean? That, like, that's Kevin Hart. Help yeah, me. Yeah. Help me. Yeah. Nigga. Like. Please, yeah. Like, that's crazy because I just feel like that, them saying that is just putting a Band-Aid on the wound mm-hmm. instead of just going in, doing what you need to do to help your kid. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it goes back to what I said at the beginning. Like, we all... Are, it's just a generational thing, mm-hmm. and so they probably don't know what to say because they they, th- they, they still they probably don't even know. Mm-mm. You know, they thinking, oh well, I still feel like shit, but I'm gonna just tell them to pray. Maybe that'll work. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's just a generational thing, and so that's why I'm so adamant on being able to express exactly how I feel, say exactly what I want to say, mm-hmm. do whatever I want to do because when my kids come running through in here. They're going to be able to be comfortable mm-hmm. with coming to me with this shit 
because I'm I'm not playing that mm-hmm. because I don't want them to have to feel like I felt and have to go through that once I'm an adult trying to figure out my life and figure out how to feel and express myself and you know want to hug my mom mm-hmm. and, you know like I shouldn't feel like that as an adult I mm-hmm. shouldn't be afraid to like hug my parents mm-hmm. that's weird so yeah yeah I just think talking about it is is like key. And, like, there's other things you can do. Like, I've been, like, a quote-unquote comedian my entire life. Like, I always... Oh, yeah. Like, I like making people laugh. It's hilarious. So I make if I make Instagram videos that make me laugh and that's it. Like, other people... Like, you can make people laugh. Uh, but I just make because it just makes me laugh. And so I always, like, have outlets to to make myself laugh. Like, mm-hmm. there's some things where, like, like, it hurts deep. Like, cut deep. But I'll still make a joke about it to where it still hurts. But I'm like, I'm like it's still funny. Mm-hmm. or like but i would sometimes use that way too much as the cliche coping mechanism mm-hmm. to where things would like hurt but i would make a joke about it and people would like take it as just a joke but not know how much it hurts mm-hmm. and so but like again talking about it like again making that podcast episode from back then like i was done and i was just like all right and then now whenever i'm talking to my friends like Sometimes I'll tell them things and it will be like a whole serious thing. But then when I'm done talking about it or just talking to myself or just being on this podcast, there's been many episodes where I would record and I would just like let everything out and I would just delete it. Mm-hmm. And it'd be like, yeah. that's all I need to do. And because I'm just, I'm letting it out. And that's what I think will help a lot more because I didn't talk about anything when I was a, when I was a kid, like mm-hmm. nothing. And again, I want more people, again, when I have kids, you know, I want them to always, to, hey, tell me anything. And then, I think the, like the fear of judgment, a lot mm-hmm. kind of gives to people. Like there used to be like things I would hide because I used to think it was like embarrassing. Yeah. But then now I don't care anymore. Like there's exactly. some things I will talk about. Like literally, be like, hey, uh, do you do this? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, yes. Yeah. Like this is gonna, I'm so sorry. This is gonna sound really weird. But there was this thing in in speech class, and when I was in my, in my third semester in, in college, and there was like high school kids in there. And there was like a group, a bunch of questions in there. And like the point of the thing was just like, open yourself up and be whatever. And like one of the questions was, do you watch porn? Do you masturbate? Right. Absolutely. And it was like, and like I can, <laughs> and I was working with this one kid that was in high school and he was a freshman and I can see him get uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I can just see he was uncomfortable. And he was like, oh, and I asked him the question and I looked at him and I asked him the same question. I looked at him and then he's kind of like, you know, and then he asked me, and I was like, yes. And he was like, do you? I was like, Absolutely. And I, I, and I, I just learned to yeah. stop getting so uncomfortable. Like, hey, man, talk about, like, hey, be open. Be as open yeah. as you can. And then when you, the more open you are, I mean, don't be too open. Don't be the, don't be the person, pause. Don't be the person, like, when you're working customer service and I'm like, hey, how's your day going? And they're like, well, well, <laughs> well, my wife just left me. My kid hates me, but, you know, I'm still yeah. here. Like, don't, don't be that yeah. open. Karen and the kids. Don't be that open. Like, don't nah. be that open. But when people ask you questions, like, hey, man, yeah. how's your day going? If, if it's a one-on-one, like, how's your day going? Don't be afraid to be like, you know what? Honestly, not great. Like, right. I don't want to talk about it or I want to talk about it. But if you're, if you're up for it, can I do this? Or, or just something. Like, anything to lift weight off of your shoulders will definitely help. And that's what I want more people to do. Yeah. And to know that it's okay. Like, as embarrassing as some things sound, like, trust me. I'm probably going through the same thing you are. Like, Facts. go ahead, shoot. What's What's been going on in your head? Like, oh, I have a problem with this and this, that. Oh, yeah, me too. I got you. Here's what you do. Mm-hmm. Boom. You know what I mean? Because, you, again, you'll be surprised at how much yeah. therapy that is. You know or I mean? just having somebody to listen and relate. Even if you don't have that, 
one thing I do, and people probably think that this is weird, but we're in such like like we talked about earlier, like the type of um, era that we're in is so technology based. Mm-hmm. So if you're a person who doesn't like to sit and talk in front of people, make a burner Twitter page. Mm-hmm. That's what I got. I don't always have a moment where I feel like I want to tell somebody what's going on with me all the time. Mm-hmm. Cause some things I do keep to myself, but you know, I got a burner Twitter and if I feel some type of way about a situation, it's on private. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of people on there that I'm super close to. And I just start talking shit. I'll tweet all of this stuff that I just wouldn't typically just say like in my, a regular setting and mm-hmm. I get it out. I let it out and then it's done. It's still sitting there, but I let it out. It's done. I'm over it. Mm-hmm. Like, and it is what it is. It's almost like a diary, but digital for me yeah. because I can just get out whatever it is that I need to say and then move on from the situation mm-hmm. versus like, I mean, sometimes I do it on my regular Twitter too. Honestly, I don't give a fuck, but you know, <laughs> the, the, the real deep shit, I really do just go on there and just start venting because I would rather do that than to, sit and be mad about it for a very long period of time Mm -hmm. and then end up going off on someone or feeling a certain way about a certain situation and lashing out on somebody that ain't got nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. So I'd rather just get it out. And that's my way of getting it out because I got to protect my... You know, you gotta, that you gotta take space. Yeah, bro, like you, you ain't invading my happiness, bro. I'm living. I'm trying to live my good life. Oh yeah, I ain't gonna push you, bro. Like, yeah, you, one thing I always say is, do not like y'all gotta understand like placing your happiness in another person's hands. That is the worst mm-hmm. thing you can do because now you don't have any control of your life. You don't have control of your feelings and anything that a person does that is against the grain of what you want them to do. Or even just you, what you want to happen, like you gonna be fucked up. Mm-hmm. So stop putting y'all's happiness in people's hands because honestly, it's not worth it. Like no. that's that's like the like when you were talking about uh, what is it that you said? Um, it was something you said earlier. I can't even remember, but you were just like something to do with um, when you're with someone and you know. You gotta be good with yourself first. Oh yeah, I was always, have, I was always trying you know to fill fill that empty yeah, void. With, with and that yeah. void really is is you keep that happiness that you have within yourself. You giving it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Take that shit back and keep it, bro. Mm-hmm. Like stop giving that shit up. Oh yeah, yeah because yeah. that's why you're fucked up right now because you you didn't gave it to somebody else and then now when they start doing how they want to do and moving how they want to move, you're gonna be upset. Mm-hmm. And people don't understand that because, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'd be trying to, you know, I'd be trying to get everybody right. But <laughs> I, you know, I don't have a really big scale of uh, listeners because people don't like that I'm very uh, bold. Hey, you got to be bold sometimes. You gotta mm-hmm. be, I, I have my, uh, there's one friend I have and like she always comes to me with like with, with some problems or whatever. And like she knows and like she 100% knows like. Like, hey, I'm I'm going to make you cry with like, what I'm gonna tell you because this is not gonna be fun for you. Like, um, there's one thing like she was kind of going through. She was like, I always do this and blah blah blah, and I was like, I was like, you know why you do that? And this is obviously most women probably gonna hate this. Like, you know why you do that? Because you're more like your mother than you think you are. And she was not cool with that, but it was 100 percent true. But she needed to hear that, and she was like, like I told her, and then she was like, that's not okay. I didn't like you said that. I was like, I know you don't, but that's that's what happened. 
But then later she was like, yeah. she was like, yeah, you're right. Like, I was like, I know, I know. Sometimes you gotta be bold. You know what I mean? But you can do what you want. You can you can lead to lead the horse to the water. You can't force him to drink. Yeah. Speaking of that though, uh oh, not even that. I'm getting off. I'm, we're getting off topic because I freaking I keep telling myself this all the like this all the time. I think mm-hmm. on your Instagram, you put like aspiring comedian or something like that. Yeah. Like every time I see that, I'm like, I'll be like driving and I'm like, she's hilarious. Like <laughs> you are probably one of the only females like that I know that genuinely. Like oh. I would see like back in the day like your old Facebook. I would genuinely be like, this is hilarious. Like this is so funny. Mm-hmm. Like the things you do and things and like I because I'm like. This is funny. Like, I hope you like. You, so when you come, like, like you want to do like stand up, or you trying to do like, like, like a haha Davis comedian? Like, what are you like? So, um, you know what's funny? Like that. That's like literally like one of my dreams. Mm-hmm. Like, like to be because the thing is, like I said in the beginning, I love to make people laugh. I like to make people feel good. And one thing that I love is to watch like funny shit. Like I love to watch stand up. I love to watch funny movies with some of my favorite comedians, their yeah. shows, different stuff like that. So um, I don't think I, there's not like a set basis of what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I kind of just want it to just flow however it ends up flowing and just be open to however it ends up happening you Mm -hmm. know because the type of funny that i am um i used to watch uh and this is this is what like this is so inspiring to me this is why i do what i do and like i'm so consistent now like i'm trying to just make sure that i'm like blocking out all the noise and just sticking to the the script Mm -hmm. so Issa ray the one from insecure Mm -hmm. so Issa had a youtube series called awkward black girl Mm -hmm. and i was diehard awkward black girl fan i used to watch that like nobody was fucking with awkward black girl Mm -hmm. like nobody has to be like y'all go watch this shit it's so funny like hilarious Mm -hmm. youtube series very small like community nobody watched it i followed her on all socials i loved Issa ray and so then I started seeing, you know, everybody started kind of fucking with it. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, they finally giving her her flowers. Yeah. So then, you know, Issa started getting in other stuff. And I'm just like, okay, like, mm-hmm. Issa Ray is hilarious. And so I don't know how, like, it got to where she's like, you know, she has her show Insecure. She's in movies. She has, like, deals with HBO and mm-hmm. all this different stuff going on, NBC and different shit so it's like i think that's so inspiring and i don't want to put a limit to what i eventually want to do because hell i want my podcast to go far i want my podcast Mm -hmm. to turn into a talk show so it's like there's so many different things and you know ways that i want to inspire people with my funniness and my comedic abilities but uh I just get inspired by her the most because she started on such a small scale and now she's like literally defeating the odds and Mm -hmm. doing that shit. And she literally didn't have no help. She did it all on her own with her little group of friends and everything. Mm -hmm. What you you looking at? Awkward Black Girl? Issa Rae, I'm looking at. Yeah. Fire. Bro, I love Mm -hmm. Issa. Like when I tell you Awkward Black Girl was the best YouTube series. So that's what I do now. Like I just put up funny videos and... When I do my podcast, I just be myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, you know, uh, kind of just let it reflect on its own. Um, I started kind of doing, like, TikToks and shit mm-hmm. now. Like, you know, just, like, being myself. Like, I'm not 
you know, really looking to like go and do stand up one day because, mm-hmm. you know, if it happens, it happens. But I just kind of just be myself and people think it's funny. And then I just yeah. one day it'll take mm-hmm. off. Yeah. People, they, I, I would get that like, you should do stand I'm like, I don't think I'm stand up funny. I think I'm funny in the moment. Yeah. To where I'm like, I, I don't think I can just sit up and be funny. Yeah. But like, what I thought about doing stand up, just going out, just going to open mic and just doing it, just say I did it. Just be like, hey, I mm-hmm. did it. You should do the same thing. Yeah. You just one day just be like just find an open mic, literally just get up on stage and just do You whatever. know, I be thinking about that a lot. Like, man, there's sometimes where I literally want to just start doing that shit. Mm-hmm. But then I think about it and I'm like, <clears throat> I don't feel like I'm that type of funny. I'm really in the moment funny. Mm-hmm. Like I'm literally like I don't know if you saw that video that was going around with the girls from that you remember Jocelyn from Love and Hip Hop Miami? I didn't watch that show. Okay, well, <laughs> Jocelyn was like Stevie. She was like the little Hispanic Puerto Rican girl. She mm-hmm. had an accent. They was just like crazy relationship. Anyways, so there's a show she has now. And it's like a bunch of strippers, like, because that's what she used to be. So mm-hmm. that's what they do. She's just like putting them on and stuff like that. And so they were just talking and stuff like that. And, you know, they're all talking. And um, basically, she, the, she was just saying, like, you know, how. Some of them had to like get it out the mud, gutter, you know, mm-hmm. living in the streets and stuff like that. And one girl was in the background like crying, like, you know, just crying, crying. She was like, step up, like, what's wrong? You good, you good? And so the girl was like, I mean, like, you know, it's just like, basically just like, it's just, you know, that is a hard life. Like, that's a hard life to go through. Like, you know, she was like, you know, I had to abort twins. Like, she's like, I aborted twins. And cause the guy didn't want me. And they was like, hold on, you aborted twins? And then somebody was in the background like, Damn, double homicide. I was like, bro. <laughs> I was like, wait. <laughs> and then she was like, bitch. I was like, oh my God. That was literally the funniest shit I ever. And then when I thought about it, because then the girl was like, oh, I'm sorry. That made me think like, that's the type of funny that I am. Uh-huh. I say stuff immediately without thinking of how it's going to offend somebody. I need to really work on that. But I say the immediate thing that comes to mind first, Mm -hmm. I say that. And so that's why people think I'm funny because I don't hold back. I just say exactly Mm -hmm. what I'm thinking and it should just be funny. So that's the type of funny I am. I just kind of, but I'll be having moments where I'm like thinking of stand up jokes. Like, man, this would be funny as hell if I, (laughs) like, if I said this, this would be hilarious. But I don't know. Maybe one day I'll get comfortable enough to do it. I think if I did it, I would do the the Kevin Hart deal where like I mean he writes material, but like just talk about like his like experience, his experience. Like yeah. I I probably feels like I have stories that are funny, but they're funny to me. And I'm like, if they laugh, they laugh at the all they don't. Just do a five minute set and then be like, leave. And if they like, if they find it funny, then I'm like, cool, I'll tell them the story next week. Yeah. If they didn't, I'm like, cool, that was not funny. I'm not doing this again. But yeah. I just want to be like, this is Z, this is Z. Like, you know, can it yeah. be funny? You but, know what? That's crazy that you say that because that I do do that. What? I tell people stories about shit that happened to me, and the way that I tell it is hilarious. Mm-hmm. <sighs> like, there was one story. I'm not gonna tell the whole thing. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell it at all. I'm not gonna tell it at all. It's not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell the story. Why? Well, there's people on the on the, on okay. the story. I, I mean, I ain't gonna pressure you. Hey, there's people. On this, <laughs> there's people on this. That's gonna hear it. It's a. It, I did. It, ooh, it's a. Mm. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Talk about it later. We'll get yeah. it later. But I told the story, and then like as I'm telling the story, and I know like from the podcast I listen to from some comedians, they have like like taglines and punchlines or whatever have you, things that you gotta give like different bits. 
And like as I'm telling the story, I keep thinking about this one thing that happened in the story. And I'm like, as I'm telling like, if I did it like this, I wonder if that would be funny as I'm telling it. And I was like, I'm gonna do it. And like, blah blah blah, boom, boom, boom. And then it was like punchline and they started dying. And I was mm-hmm. like, all right this is, yeah it's, a, it's an adrenaline rush like, when they get the okay. laughing <laughs> and and like i always get that adrenaline rush because like me i grew up in middle school and high school ugly so like mm-hmm. and so being ugly and short and loving everything that's not all black like constantly getting made fun of and so learning to get made fun of you gotta learn to roast back exactly so when i'm so now i i, I got the licks so now yeah. when i'm roasting people and i'm getting a laugh the boom i'm like Boom! Yeah, Bow. and people are laughing. I'm like, Ooh, yeah, let's yeah, go. yeah. It, it's just journal it like, uh-huh. You can't stop after that. So it's no. like, yeah, that's why I think my expertise is very like, okay, just naturally like, just cracking jokes in between some shit, and then mm-hmm. just people just find out that I'm funny that way. Mm-hmm. Why don't you do um do what um Carlos and um Chico Bean do? They do a lot of crowd work. What is that? You ever heard of Carlos Miller Chico Bean? Mm-hmm. Wild now. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's that's yeah, that's like okay. So like yeah, Chico Carlos yeah. and DC Youngfly, they DC, have their yeah, the, their the thing. Little, it's like a little show. Yeah, yeah but they just hilarious. do crowd work and yeah. whatever, whatever they see, they find. That's like if that's like an in the moment thing. If you're yeah. doing stand up or whatever, and you see and you like ask a person a question, boom, 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 and they say like, I'm like what's you know what, how long you been in a relationship for? And the dude was like, oh, freaking three days. You might have like three days. You and then like whatever you say you can if you can do it on the spotlight bow mm-hmm. then you're doing your comedy like what makes you funny yeah for other people and then, hey, like, that sounds kind of live mm-hmm. honestly i'm not gonna lie like i mean i think some comedians like from like from the things i've heard like they find crowd work kind of hacky because it's easy because mm-hmm. like but i'm like i don't care like if i made you laugh i made you laugh i can do if i did a whole set of all crowd work mm-hmm. i'm happy like i don't care i don't care about yeah. writing so like i think that'd be dope i'm gonna have to watch them because i I've heard some different like, cause you know it's it's almost like a like podcast kind of mm-hmm. like I watch some of them and like they just be talking and stuff like that and then they get to talk shit and I'm like hold up like mm-hmm. I never sat and actually watched the full episode, uh but they're hilarious already mm-hmm. on like wild and out like especially Carlos like oh my gosh yeah, yeah. so Carlos I, I think that's that's kind of cool I might put that into uh mm-hmm. put that into play yeah. one day write a write a couple write write like a joke. That utilizes the crowd work. Like I, I think one question I think I would I think I might even have in my notes. It might be on this phone or this. Oh, it's on this phone. Where I was just trying to use crowd Kevin work. Kevin Gates? Huh? I'll tell you, dude. I have this is an old. This is an iPhone. Uh, all right, Kevin Gates. Bro, but I can think I did one. I think I tried using crowd work. Uh, one of the things where I was like, uh, what, did I, what did I write? Whatever. I was like uh, talking about relationships or whatever, and like the things like like about relationships is people have like cute names for people, like freaking whatever. And I was gonna use crowd work, like mm-hmm. what do you call your this? What do you call your this? And then like try to find something like outlandish and be like, what do you call your lady? Oh, I'll call her freaking this this, and be like, and then try to be like, what the fuck kind of name is that? And then try to go off that boom mm-hmm. boom whatever. And, like, couldn't do it. Ass, so yeah. yeah, but my thing was like I think one of the things I was like everyone has cute names like Love Bug or Cutie Pie or, mm-hmm. or whatever or like this bitch and then try to mix <laughs> and whatever and just try to but I couldn't I I have it in here I have it but I just like I just, I just don't care. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. I might start like trying to like record little, you know, just to kind of get used to the idea mm-hmm. because I'm more so like thinking of something funny typing it up mm-hmm. then executing it right yeah. then and there like i'm not a 
I don't know. I'm not a like, oh, like, let me go do this stand up. Yeah. Like, I really have to sit there and think about some shit that's going to be funny. Yeah. Or it's something literally just somebody has to walk in or a situation has to be going on for me to just off the muscle, like, mm-hmm. drop some funny shit. Yeah. Like, it, it has to be in the moment for me to do it. But I was I brought that because I saw I remember seeing that and I was like yes and when I saw you being like aspiring to me I was like yeah absolutely I was like yeah. oh I hope <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't a shock at all because again like you would make me cry yeah. from the from the like from your freaking uh, Facebook post I would be dummy laugh because like I just I know it like I hear yeah. you say it and I'm like okay I'm like, I'd just be I'd be dying I'm like let me show you this thing I posted did you see what I posted uh, earlier. Uh, about the when random somebody said that I'll yeah. be up everybody in here who <laughs> oh yeah I <laughs> like hold on who I saw that just the pause uh, I yeah I, I I thought you was talking to me yeah, freaking, yeah. But, I was like, I hope, that, I hope that goes down. And I was, I thought about doing that when, like, when it, if we can circle it back to mental health, like, like if that would help things, because I, I use comedy for a lot of things. I try to make the best. And so, like, there's some stories that I have again that hurt, but then, like, if I make myself laugh about it, it kind of makes me, like, I'm just dripping. Like things that like happened when I was in eighth grade that like hurt me deeply. I'll make a joke about it and be like, it happened. It's not a big deal. Yeah. And it's gone. So I don't know. I would, I, I would think about it. I think um, I think my dad like said like I should do it like why not like you know then the hurt I'm like, yeah oh, it hurt I mean I think the best thing to do is just do whatever makes you feel good bro like whatever makes you feel like yourself whatever makes you feel like you invincible like yeah. I feel like very invincible I do what I want at all times I don't yeah. worry about anything because I like to stay level with my like my mind to just be you know I like to be able to control my emotions so in order for me to do that I just do whatever I want I yeah. say what I want I make people laugh I make people happy and I mean hey that's the best way to get your mind right for sure for Period. sure we are Period. we are an hour and 22 minutes in damn that's a good conversation yeah, right there. Yeah, that happens. I remember I did one where it was with my buddy Allende, and we were mm-hmm. three hours in, and I was like, bro, we are three hours in this conversation. Yeah. And then we got off, and we kept talking for another 45 minutes of this time. But yeah. I'm going to go ahead and conclude this episode, because uh, it's been it's been quite long and quite lengthy. I don't know how much time people have, <laughs> but that's what it is. Uh, oh, this is very great. I appreciate you for coming on. Yes. Go ahead, get a go ahead, get a shameless plug back in there for your oh, podcast. Yes, uh, yes, sir. So my podcast is called Co Talks Live. You can search it on Apple Podcasts. Co K O E Talks Live L Y B E. That is also on Instagram and Spotify as well. Or you can search my first and last name, which is Kobe Ambrose K O B I A M B R O I S E. And you'll be able to find it there as well. Great podcast. Y'all go check it out. Check that. Check it out. If you don't, I'll find you and Good. tell you to listen to it. That's all it is. I, I can't do it. I'm not going to hurt you. Yeah, we I'm don't not, do that. I'm not going to hurt you. But Contrary to popular belief. I'm going to find you, and I'm, I'm going to do whatever I can to get you to listen to that podcast. Hope everyone has a good one. Uh, how I always end these, if your uh, husband, wife, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend can't quote at least two things from Chappelle show, they are not the ones. I'm so sorry. Cut ties. Have a good one. Love you. Thank you.